Hello and welcome to GameSpot After Dark episode 105, baby. I am your host, Tomo Hussain, and I am joined, as always, by the fantastic threesome that is Jean-Luc Seipke. Hi, hi. Yes, I said threesome. Get over it. Sandwich, the meat of that threesome is Jordan Ramey. I don't know how I feel about being in this position, but all right, I'll take it. <laughs> and the final, the bottom, the bottom bun has been toasted. Uh, and then our cast iron grill, um, Michael Hyam, the P stands for Pino Bot- in his name. Ow. Ow. Bottoms up. Bottoms, Bottoms up, up baby. How are you doing, everyone? Everyone good? Everyone chill? Yeah. yeah. I'm, getting, yeah I'm getting nodding heads. I'm getting some smiles. Oh, Michael, yeah, 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 Michael yeah. threw an eye, I don't know, in there just to mix things up a bit. Let's kick off as usual with the what we've been playing section of the podcast, which has got some real cool things in there. Um, we're going to start with Michael because he's oh, got shit. We, he's got two things which are the same, but one thing which is the same but different, which is intriguing. Yeah, well, well, both of them, uh, but different this time. So last week I talked about I I st- what am I trying to say? I started playing Pokemon Unite, and I was I was a couple matches in at that time. I had played the night before, but I am deep in Pokemon Unite, dog. Oh, my God. Oh, I fucking these hate nuts. this game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Oh, you were on KFGD. I was going to say uh, KFGD's nuts. Well, there you go. I said it. Um, <laughs> so, Pokemon, yo, Pokemon Unite, I'm getting, yo, I, I've, I remember what pro? it's like to be toxic. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well, but damn, I feel the toxicity in my veins, bro. Like, damn. Now I remember what it's I like to, to play it. competitive Counter Strike. Are, are, are you feeling system over down bad for that toxicity? Yeah, the toxicity of the city. Like, yo, it's, it's, um, it's fun though. Like, I'm having a ton. Like, when I'm doing well, uh, or the match is close, like I'm having a lot of fun. But there's, like, I, I don't like the, I don't like feeling, I don't like getting angry. Like at at, mm. at people playing a game because it's like ah you know what if there's like a, some ten year old kid who just downloaded the game because it's free and like oh cool Pokemon I don't know what the fuck is a MOBA uh, or like when people are AFK like oh damn they're in it it's probably down bad like but I'm just like pissed I'm like yo there's three at the bottom lane and I'm by myself and y'all motherfuckers is chilling back at base what are y'all doing of course there's no voice chat which is a good thing it's a good thing you don't really there's nothing really to say it's like oh okay. Top lane, oh, I see on the map that you're getting attacked. The bottom lane, maybe you need support. I'll go there. Um, but there's, I don't know, there's, there's something about Pokemon Unite that's very uh, enticing. I think it's just like the, the just the, the, the theming of Pokemon is like this grand kind of uh, production value of like, yo, you're a trainer in this big ass stadium and everyone's got their Pokemon and stuff. But mechanically, it's last, uh, last week I said I wasn't sure if it was going to get that deep. And like it's it's not, but it, I don't think it has to be. Uh, it's it's like I said, easy ten minute matches. You jump in. That's really important, I think, for the approachability of the game. So I don't have to like fucking do a forty minute Dota match to get mm. something out of it. Like and there's quick mat five minute quick matches, which I enjoy a lot. Um, low stakes uh, ranked. I'm like great class three, which is like the the second um, above beginners. Uh, so uh, having some success, having some fun, enjoying it, playing with my girlfriend a lot. Um, I don't know. They 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 got me, man. I, I've stepped away from competitive games, like like I said, because I don't like the feeling of being pissed off at a game and other people. Like, I don't know. I don't want that in my life. The only thing I play is Final Fantasy XIV because, like, 
you don't have to do PvP, and even the PvP stuff is just like, I'm here to get my rewards. doesn't matter if I win or lose, because the stakes are like super, super low for that. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Night's cool. Uh, I spent money on that shit. God damn it. Uh, I bought the battle pass. It was like $8. Oh my god, he's spending money on it. Grind. I spent to the grind. <laughs> Man, last time I spent money on like a, on a free to play game was Apex uh, for Battle Pass, which uh, Jordan can talk about later. Ooh, I can't wait to hear Ooh. to hear Jordan talk about Apex. Ooh, Jordan and Apex, like that's that's uh that's peanut butter and jelly right there. But uh yeah, other than Pokemon Unite, you know, you know what it is, Final Fantasy XIV. The thing is, every time I talk about Final Fantasy XIV, there's something new. I'm playing the same game, but there's always something new uh, mm. to talk about. Like, I've been I've been expanding my horizons in terms of uh, trying out different content in Final Fantasy XIV because there's so much shit. So I've been spending a lot of time in the Gold Saucer. You know, I've been playing uh, pl- playing some hoops. I've been playing the the strength test your strength hammer hammer thing, getting some uh, getting some Gold Saucer tickets, buying some cool items. There's a Make It Rain campaign, which is happening right now, which is a cool side quest where you have to investigate. Someone fucking jacked a valuable item. Someone snatched <laughs> up a, ja- a valuable item from the Golden Saucer, and I have to find out who the fuck it was. Um, and it's kind of cool because you have to talk to NPCs without any quest markers. Uh, so you And then you have to like, oh, okay, like... What actually happened? Go talk to this NPC now and piece together the evidence and see. There's a Phantom Thieves. Easy. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, big time. Oh my God, crossover (laughs) event. The Phantom Thieves like stole a bunch of shit from the Golden Saucer. Uh, It turns out the people who own the Golden Saucer are a bunch of fucking capitalists. Um, There you go. Which is yeah, which is probably true. I mean, like the only the only person who would think of building a Golden Saucer is probably a wild like dickhead. So, but I enjoy it. I like Golden Saucer. Uh, The tunes are playing and the cactars are everywhere. Serving me drinks, uh, and also what else have I been doing in that? And uh, I play in different classes. Like I said, I, I think last week I was talking about like playing uh, tank and healer uh, a lot more. I've been playing healer, but playing tank is a big responsibility. And I get nervous every time I go into a ma- uh, every time I match make for a dungeon. I'm always like, my first thing I always say is howdy partners um, uh, to get the, to, to set the vibes. You know, I set the vibes always howdy partners, howdy partners. Um, but then when I'm tank, I'm like new tank here. My bad. So I said, "No, set the bar low. Give me some slack." <laughs> yeah. Listen, like Ben still needs to show show me the ways, but like I just tell him, you know, new tank here, my B, uh, and like you know, you set the bar real low. So then when everything goes well, like, oh, hey, you know, player accommodation, yo, you did, you did pretty all right. You know hmm. what I'm saying? If I bust in there, I'm like, yo, I'm, I got this shit. I does this. And then I'm like, why you why you pulled you pulled too many too many moments? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much uh, more in Final Fantasy XIV I want to get into, but goddamn man, what a what a what a beautiful wonderful game. Oh, what else have I been doing? There's something else I've been doing in that game. I don't know. I get like fucking I get like smacked and I'd walk around like the city towns for ten minutes and I think like two hours pass by and I'm not doing shit. Oh, fishing! That's what I've been doing. I've been fishing, yo! I got oh wild smacked, and I just like go fishing. <laughs> fishing is so fucking cool because like Ben was the one who told me about fishing raids in this game. So fishing I was like, oh, raids? I'll try out fishing. What? Well, it's it's You're yeah. There's, shit there's like now. a no. It's like a, it, no. It's 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 dope. It's pretty chill though. It's not like it's not like oh, I gotta like calculate all these moves or whatever. But it's like you go on like a 24 player uh, fishing trip, and what? I think it's like a 30 like it's a 30 minute instance <laughs> and. You have to. I think you're split into teams of eight, like just like you would do, uh, like an like a, a typical raid. Um, I thought he's gonna say a typical like, fishing trip. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, that's it. You take like a big ass boat out to sea, and it's like it's like a closed off instance, and like there's like you have to every time you catch fish, it's like you add points. So, and the the way fishing works, you have to use a certain to catch certain fish. You need a certain bait, and you need to use certain skills. Like, okay, this is how this is the hook ability I'm going to use, and this is like the 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 other ability to catch the fish I'm going to use. So that kind of determines whether or not you can catch like the biggest fish. So there's there's some level of skill and strategy to it. Uh, but for me, I'm like pretty low level, so I'm just like, boom, I'll, I'll get whatever I get. I don't give a fuck. And you just like level up hella fast. And there's a whole quest line for fishing. It's kind of cute. It's like, oh, you have to go to this area, use this bait to catch this fish, deliver it to this person. You get new items, all this other shit. So fishing and gold saucer, boy, Final Fantasy 14, you know what it is. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say like you go out with all those people and you catch. Have you ever seen One Piece where they fish anything in One Piece? They're like, oh, yeah, it's just a normal fishing rod. And then they fish out uh, a fish the size of like a planet. And it's always like that. I was <laughs> like, oh, I bet you they've got like massive fishes. But is it just normal no. sized fishes? Yeah, normal sized fishes. There's instances like if you go on the fishing raid, there's instances where like the whole scene turns into like Aurora, Aurora Borealis or some shit, and it's like, yo, you got three minutes to catch like five star fish, go! And it's like, oh shit, everyone's just like tripping, like, oh yo yo yo, I got bust <laughs> out the biggest bait. I got like, oh my god, yo, the the five star fish got away, like, oh, make sure you get it. It's it's a good time. I love fishing. <laughs> Can't believe he said repeatedly <laughs> fishing raid. What a, what a world do we live in? Um, I logged into Final Fantasy <laughs> yesterday. Actually, it was uh, it was an emotional Ooh. moment. I logged in and it was like uh, there's a queue of eighty people. I was like, all right, I'm logging out. Did you finally <laughs> you finally figure out all your account shit with that? I so the reason I logged in was because I wanted to try and figure out which Tuckies Fuegos I have access to here. I can't tell if I've got my <laughs> my UK one or my US one. Um, it's weird. So I think I've got my US one because he's level nine, and I'm pretty sure my uh, my UK Tuckies Fuegos was like level thirty something. So, so I'm just shit. I'm just stuck in a realm reborn forever. That's my. That's my punishment. Ah, that's, that's not. That's that's no way to live. Yeah, you know what is a way to live is playing your favorite game in its newest season. Jordan, tell us about Apex Legends season ten. Oh my! Apex Legends season ten is Apex is back, baby. This is like the best season that <laughs> they've had in a really, really long time. Like. Season 9 was alright. I think we can all agree that the best part about Season 9 was the fact that they got Erika Ishii to voice Valkyrie, and they are like one of the most talented voice actors ever. So that was a great get, and they basically sold this season. I'm pretty sure I only played Season 9 because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pick Valkyrie again so I can uh, listen to all these dope-ass lines. Season 10, though, World's Edge is my favorite map in that game, and they've made huge, massive changes to it. Like, yes. Train Yard is gone. I realize that this will mean like Ooh. nothing to people who haven't played Apex. Uh, the giant sorting factory in the middle of the map is gone. It just like sunk into a sinkhole. Like, they're going hard on the whole like, yo, this big corporation that runs the games is like on the side like mining this planet and they're like trying to hide it by being like no people are still playing a battle royale here like everything's safe and like bloodhound is like yo you're mining natural resources faster than they can replenish this shit is bad like (laughs) they like put up all these banners that are like yo fuck hammond like free our planet from the corporations and i'm like what? yo this is so dope <laughs> yo apex damn okay i see y'all 
Uh, and there we have a we have a love triangle uh, going on between Valkyrie, Bangalore, and uh, Loba because Loba heard that Bangalore just called her a friend in the last season, so she <laughs> went with Valkyrie to kind of like get her jealous. It's like oh, some got friends anime uh, love triangle bullshit. What is the and they're being, like, the super I, I love that they they basically <laughs> turned uh, Apex Legends narrative into like Oren High School Club, <laughs> and I like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Seer obviously is there, and, like, despite having this, like, cool-ass voice like Javik, he is just this incredible dork that, like, loves talking about, like, the beauty of the world and, like, your inner beauty and stuff like that. So when he's Jump Master, he'll be, he'll be like, uh, oh, I'm Jump Master. Wherever I land, it will sure to be beautiful. And then he'll point out a spot, and it's like, this spot right here, it's elegant. And then he'll like jump from the ship and it's like, break a leg, my friends. And he'll pause and be like, metaphorically. And they'll pause again and be like, be sure to bend your knees. And I'm like, this dude's such a dork. Like, I love him so much. Aww. Uh, but yeah, awesome map. Uh, new characters, great. Probably a little bit too strong right now. I don't agree with everyone saying that like, oh, he's way too overpowered. I think he's just a little bit too strong. Maybe increase the cooldown of his ultimate ability of... Uh, a little bit more and he'll be in a much better place make it easier to dodge his tactical ability but uh yeah dope character awesome new map the stories going in wild directions uh, between the love triangle and the <laughs> fight <laughs> capitalism stuff that's going Damn. on haven't tried ranked arenas but eager to get into that at uh, some point yeah, just to really, see yeah. how the see what that's like when I'm actually going up against people where it's like, oh, everyone on my team is doing this to be sweaty and everyone on the other team is doing this to be sweaty. So it's like... To be that's sweaty? Like, that's like, yeah. Is that, is that terminology for trying hard? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really heard yeah. that before, but I was like, I think context... You never heard that? that I think like, I know what that means. It's like really... I think it's fairly new in terms of coming into popularity okay. as, as, as far as like words go. But yeah, there are some. I, okay. I like. I be guy. I mean, like, I, I play a lot of Valorant, and I tell you that is wall. That community is wall to wall sweaty. So, <laughs> yeah, yo, Pokemon, yo, Pokemon. I think I might be the only one who in Pokemon Unite who's sweaty. Yeah, it sounds like you're the sweaty player in Pokemon Unite. I'm there's, the sweaty one. In there's an amazing Unite. TikTok of a Pokemon you know for Pokemon Unite, where's this man and he's like playing Pokemon Unite and he's like screaming, "Yo, what the fuck is that guy doing in the top lane? What is he doing in the top lane? Why isn't he?" Th and then it cuts to the other player. And it's just a kid going, I like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. Like, that's probably how it's going. That's why I'm like, I don't want to be mad about that. Oh man. Apex sounds so dope though. Like, I mean, obviously, like that was that was that's been my shooter for a while, but I dipped out around like season five-ish, I think. Uh, but damn, that's that's really good to hear, man. Like, it's doing well for to EA. Play Valkyrie. Yeah. I think they just bragged that like they made like a billion dollars in the last quarter and like most of that was given by like apex they're like we got 10 we got 10 acquisitions nine of them tanked but we got one we got one we got a lot like no we're not bad at acquisitions look at respawn like cool you're like one for ten great job hey but that that one is hitting dog like damn like uh jean-luc you've been playing the back for blood beta is that hitting 
It is hitting. Uh, dude, I did not realize how much I missed like Left 4 Dead. Like, holy shit. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I played so much of that in, um, in like high school with my friends. And I was like, it's been like 10, over 10 years at this point, I want to say. Like 10 years since Left 4 Dead 2, God, right? That was like that 20. Long? It's like 2009 yeah. or something like that. I mean, they, they like supported that game for a while, but like, um, I am, I am so, I'm so into this game. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. Um, we, we only got to check out the PV, uh, E because the, there's also a PVP mode, which is like the big new thing they're adding in this. Um, but it was like, we were having like server issues trying to connect. So we were like, ah, screw it. We'll just play the PVE. Um, but uh, I think the thing that I'm like really, really digging about it is like all the little stuff that they're adding to this that like Left 4 Dead didn't have. So um, like the uh, the card system is like actually pretty cool. Like it's it's one of those things that you look at and you're like, I don't want to build a fucking deck of cards or whatever. <laughs> but like, but you don't have to because they, they just give you like default stuff and you can put it in. And all the cards really do is it just means like at the beginning of every round, they randomly pull like a card from your deck and give it to you. And, uh. and they're like, here, here's like a selection of like bonuses that you get that can like, you know, uh, boost you. And I'm very yeah, curious so to like, see uh, what that process is like, like hours into the game. Like we played it for like two hours, but like because all the cards keep stacking on each other. So you keep getting more yeah. and more positive and negative effects. And so I'm like, so what's it like when you're like. 10 hours into that into that game um and you have way more cards than before yeah me too or like can you do specific builds because in the in the default cards they're like this is like a medic deck and mm -hmm. i'm like can you actually like properly like build i don't know like a class but i guess like oh my character has more like yeah medical based perks on and like I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm curious how that like plays. Sounds in the long like you're term. pitching a guide that Matt Espinelli is going to make someone write in a couple of weeks. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, like, and the cool thing is because like the I think I think the setup where you can just kind of keep playing, like you said, like you beat a campaign and then you can in the beta you just go to the next campaign immediately, mm -hmm. and then it just keeps the stack going. Um, and that also goes to like the weapon. So like uh like looking back like a problem with left for dead is it's like once you found like the weapon you liked you're like cool i'm gonna stick with this mm. for the rest of the campaign and you're not gonna like really change that much uh this is like first off there's like way more guns in this game uh there's like all sorts and there's a ton of different like attachments and stuff uh that can like kind of significantly change like the, the the stats on the guns but as you're going you'll also get like different rarities of those guns that you find and you want to keep increasing that because the difficulty is constantly increasing as well so like you're it kind of is like forcing you to like eventually like trade trade out your gun and be like oh okay well i should probably i've had this sniper for like four uh acts and it's hella weak now and i should as much as i love it i should probably trade it out um but i mean it's just fucking left for dead like enough yeah. said you know, know. Like, it's, not, it's not like that's that's all it needs to be it's all it needs way. to be I and mean, it is like exactly left for dead like uh, you know they have all the um th there's way more voice lines now with the characters so like they have like all that like ambient dialogue where like the different characters are acting each other um who who was the character that Ben was playing? Hoffman. Hoffman. Hoffman, <laughs> Hoffman was so so first off, uh Ben kept accidentally shooting everybody. Uh he was like the only one. <laughs> accidentally. But it's just um, 
immediately all the other characters <laughs> will just yell at the character. So like every five minutes, someone would just yell, Hoffman, what the fuck? Like, don't do that. And he'd be like, ah, shit, my bad. <laughs> so oh. there's just this narrative of everyone just hates Hoffman. Also, Hoffman's like a weird conspiracy theorist. Oh, hell yeah. Boy kind of. I fucking like, love those characters. No. They were like, oh, you like telling me Alex I can play as Alex Jones in Back for Blood? Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. and he, he's voiced by uh, the the guy who played Doc Ock in um, Marvel Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> so he just sounds just like that. And he's like, like they're like he's like talking about how like area 51 is like a government conspiracy to keep people from paying attention to areas one through 50 and like <laughs> dumb shit like that and you're like like ah oh, yeah like i miss like this fun like ambient dialogue between all the characters like that was something i really loved about left 4 dead too like you know characters like coach and nick like and you know like the dumb kind of like bullshit that came out of that like so it it's it has all of that charm there that is what uh, i was gonna and, and ask it, like how how charming how memeable is it because to this day anytime i'm in a pharmacy i will shout pills here like to any yeah. if, there's, if anyone's around i'm like pills here pills here <laughs> i don't know it, i don't know if it's gonna go that level because it is like the same thing but like you can tell they had to like i mean there are pills in that game but no one shouts pills here because they're like ah we probably can't exactly shout that uh or like you know they have like a boomer equivalent but they're called something else i don't even remember i just called them all by their left or dead names i was like that's a boomer and that's a that's a witch um it'll be interesting to see like how (laughs) quotable this game is because i think left or dead benefited from the fact that like it's the same for people so it's like they build like a camaraderie like this is eight people then you form a squad of four from that eight um mm-hmm. so it's like will some characters be more popular than others will there be like this one character that no one really plays as and they just happen to have like some really funny one-liners It'll be interesting right. to see how that comes yeah. out yeah uh I, I would also love to see because we only saw the two campaigns and they're uh they're good but i would say the environments remind me more of um left for dead one where they they're trying to be like very like realistic and like okay you know like all right we're we're going through the this forest area and oh now there's a church and oh now there's like a farmland and it's good but like i really love when like left for dead 2 got weird with it and they were like all right we're like in the mall or like we're in this like uh carnival like left for dead 2 i thought um really started to get weird with the environments in a way that I haven't quite seen for this one. And I'm kind of hoping they like eventually do maybe in like further updates or something like that. Uh, but I mean, it's yeah, like I said, it's just, it's left for dead. It's just, it's just left for dead. And I'm, I could not be more happy that there is like a new left for dead style game in 2021. Cause I miss that shit. You'd love to see it. I'm excited to play it. The open beta is happening soon, right? Yeah, so um, uh, this weekend, as of the time of, of uh, this episode's released, it is open. There, uh, there's a early access closed beta. So either you have access to it if you pre-ordered, or I think if you signed up for their uh, signed up for early access on their website and you got in, then you have access to it. I don't hundred percent quote me, but I think if you had access to the previous closed alpha, you have access to this. But I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, but next weekend on the 12th to the 16th, it's open for everyone. Hell yeah. I'm going to check that out for sure. I have been playing a little game called The Outer Wilds. And 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Your streams are fantastic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been streaming it on uh, Twitch.tv for slash more H. Come and watch me play. But um, plug. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been it's been really really fun to play that game. I don't know if I mentioned this before or who I was talking to, but I've it's been a kind of reprogramming experience for me. Um, in that the last few years we've had this very specific kind of game design and this is probably all takes that someone has had had the year it came out and probably sounded intelligent back then and right now it's just me because i'm playing the game years later so everyone's just gonna be like yes (laughs) we've been through this but like we've had this kind of like um game design where you know games want you to see everything and they want you they're constantly funneling you from one thing to the other and over burdening you with too much information and it kind of has this impact on your sensibilities as someone that plays games right you start to expect it and you also start to you behave in certain ways like i find myself more able to disengage with games like that because i'm playing something like an assassin's creed where it's like here's the trail here's all all the information here's all the numbers here's the location on this map you can go to this level of the map i'm like I don't have to look. I don't have to pay attention to any of this shit. I'm gonna pull out my phone. I'm gonna look at Twitter. I'm gonna see what's going on in like you know WhatsApp for a bit because when I come back, I don't have to listen to these characters. They're gonna surface every bit of information I need to know in various menus and UI. So I find these days with those games, I'm able to disengage more, or I'm like it happens way more whether I want it to happen or not. Whereas this mm. game, it's like the polar opposite where it tells you nothing. Like, literally nothing. And it is like, go into space and just figure that shit out. And because of it, I'm like (laughs) laser focused on every minute detail. And it's kind of, it's like retraining your attention span. That's what it feels like, where I need Mm. to, and I'm like playing it to the point where it can be difficult to monitor chat on my streams at the same time, because I'm so focused on what's going on, whether it's like flying the ship, which is... One, treacherous. Two, very, very difficult. And it requires, like, constant finessing. Or it's something as simple as, like, just plot puzzle platforming or reading a bit of text. The text is in, it's a very sharply written game and full of, like, really cool lore and background and exposition. But it also is, like, it feels like... I, I, I'll equate it to, and people who know the reference or, like, the Touchpoint will know. It feels like listening to a Lupe Fiasco album where, like, his... He, whereas everyone else's rap lyrics are just like the most cookie cutter bullshit. You don't even have to pay attention to it. When we listen to a Lupe Fiasco or Kendrick Lamar, you have to like hear the line, think about it, unpack it, and then like listen to it again to realize, oh, this is what it means. And that's what every bit of text in that game is like. It's like, oh, the Nomai did this, this, and this, and this. And you're like, okay, but I think I've seen that word somewhere before. It could relate to this planet. And it's like mental note taking and digesting everything. And because of that, it's like creates this like absorption effect in the game where like I play it and and I'm like four hours just vanishes. And it's just unbelievable. And obviously some of the most creative shit I've ever seen happen in a video game and like falling through spoilers falling through the black hole for the first time like it was genuinely like (laughs) jaw dropping like in my seat like i was like what the fuck just happened and then falling through a second time and finding the white lotus station or whatever 
and realizing, oh shit, I can make it to that and then use that to teleport me back to Brittle Hollow. That was unbelievable. Like every revelation is like, it's they've gamified epiphanies and it is unbelievable. Like that feeling of having an epiphany is every like few minutes in this game. Mm. And it's like, uh, it is yeah. truly one of the, easily one of the best games I've ever experienced from a design perspective. Um, uh, still not as good as Sekiro. I think we were right in that we gave Sekiro. Oh, okay, I was about to say, like, where were you in 2019? <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, right yeah. now, like, yes, Tam, yes. But where were you when I, I needed your support? We made the right choice, that's all I'm saying. Um, uh, the, the, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, yeah, so, like, the way I've been playing it is, like, it's also... It's I, I mean like I know the kind of gamer I am, but it's exposed the kind of gamer I am to people that are watching me on stream. Um, because mm -hmm. like I'm the kind of person where once a kind of a path of investigation happens, I I cannot this is a game where everyone's like, hey, you don't have to complete every planet. You can just you have to bounce from planet to planet and you know come back and draw connections and go back and forth to complete it. I cannot do that. I'm so I cannot do it. <laughs> I if I'm like in a place, I need to exhaust everything in there because then the idea mm -hmm. that something exists over there that I haven't seen is like it's like a version of FOMO where it's like there could be something more. So I've played that game for maybe 15 hours or something like that. And I just finished, I think, everything on Brittle Hollow, which is the first planet I let I went to immediately after leaving um, the main <laughs> planet. So I've just been on that one planet, constantly finding all this shit. I finally found the goddamn uh, the uh, Southern Laboratory, which there is a path to it, but I was like, I can't, don't know where that path is. So I jammed my spaceship through the core of the planet and then jammed as it into do. a tree and then like <laughs> hopped out as it was falling into the black hole and landed on a platform and got to the, to the thing. I still need to... I still need to figure out what the fuck the Black Forge station is for, but I think that's the thing that I'll have to figure out later on because I need knowledge from. So now I'm going to Giants Deep on my next stream. Um, but incredible game, incredible music. I'm not sure if I'm hurting or helping the experience by constantly playing Big Shack soundboards over it, but that's how I do on my stream. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no you're, you're doing all right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in love with that game. It is very, very good. And then another game quickly that I've just started that I think is very, very cool is The Forgotten City. Ooh, um, yeah. is it good? Because I've yeah, heard like, yeah. so many um, people talking about it. It is, it is yeah. really, I'm very early, but immediately I was super drawn in. And I think it's, I was drawn in for a lot of the same reasons that I'm drawn into um, Outer Wilds, where it is, so the, the story behind this is, it's a game that was created by a very small team based on Skyrim. So they use Skyrim modifications yeah. to create this very intricate time loop story. Um, but because it was on Skyrim and they were like relatively, they were using other people's tools and I think they're like a small team, it was buggy and also it looked like Skyrim many after Skyrim, years after Skyrim was released, which is like no sh no shitting on Skyrim. When it came out, it looked amazing. But these days it's like, yo, what is this? This looks like a oh, rotted cracker. Um, and like now they've got <laughs> A brand new engine, 
but like it still looks like Skyrim and it's presented like Skyrim in the same way that you walk yeah. up to a character and you interact with the them and it does zoom. yeah it does the zoom as they're turning towards you and you're like this shit is Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like picking up only moving their mouth and like the rest of their face is just like totally <laughs> static so, the, as, so that's the thing like, the other thing is like you pick up an object and you're like this motherfucker is Skyrim <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> this motherfucker Skyrim yeah, the, the, and you know how I feel about Skyrim no more Skyrim um, but uh, but no they have done, forgot City said yeah, you thought yeah. they have done extra work to like uh, um, like animate a bit, bit better so they've done a lot of work in improving it visually beyond that it's like extremely well written like very very well written to the point where again you have to pay attention to everyone. Like everyone so far that I've encountered is a feels like a unique character. You know how in Skyrim you go to like speak to eight different people and six of them will tell you how they've taken an arrow to a knee and you're like, I see how this fucking shit works. It's not like that. This feels like where everyone you're talking to has their own backstory, their own unique kind of like perspective so far. I'm very early in the game, maybe like one or two hours. So that means that you have to really, and because you're solving a mystery, the mystery of it is like it takes place in Rome um, I think it's many, it's many, many years ago, post Christ. So there's a cult, there's a there's a group of cults that believe uh, that uh, that follow a person named Jesus who are doing some wild shit, and these Romans are well upset about it. So that's when it takes place. But it's this weird like city where there's a golden rule, which is basically if anyone commits a sin, everyone is killed. They're yeah, all done. Yeah. That's Damn. the story. <laughs> And and um, you you kind of end up there as a person from the future, and the person that's brought you there knows that someone is going to commit break the golden rule soon, and is like, you need to figure out who's gonna do it before it happens, so I can save my people, and that's the entire setup. I don't know yet. Don't know yet. It could be anyone. Oh, so like, is it, is it then like Outer Wilds where it's like? looping like a uh, so far i haven't found or? any I, I haven't found any loop kind of thing because i haven't died okay. there is there so is then... as far as i can tell there is some sort of combat because one of the starting items that you can have i picked a flashlight but it's a gun with 10 bullets but you can never acquire any more bullets you can only you only get those 10 bullets so you could be like so i, I anticipate there's a scenario where in the future people. yeah like exactly you might be like shit i need to speed this thing up or i need this answer but to do it i need to kill this person or something like that but um maybe when i die it will like loop again um but as far as out in terms of like outward comparisons it's not as vast i think so far it's an incredibly detailed city but like it's designed to be like very very immersive and have a lot of detail and intricacy to it so you're not exploring a massive open world instead you've got this like tightly constructed area that you very intimately uh, learn so you can get around it on repeated like plays or or, or like loops if they if those are the thing and um, i've tried to stay away from like reading about it that's why i can't tell you for sure if it loops in the same way outer worlds does because i haven't mm -hmm. reached a loop state but i i expect that is the case um, and there's like wild shit happening where like you can talk like I'll talk to someone and mention like how do I get out of here and they're like yo don't say that shit like you know you could tempt the gods because you know this person tried to do this one time and like because no one knows what is a sin or not like there's no definition of a sin so like Damn. to one person like they could boof something and be like oh shit yeah like now. one of the first characters I met was like a person who was like uh, he was gay but like is very comfortably gay and like he's being harassed and like the question is, why isn't the person that is harassing this person, this gay person, triggering the golden rule? 
Because is that not like, are you not committing a crime? Is harassment not a crime here? And you have to kind of like figure out what the like the the intricacies and the definitions of what is moral, what is illegal. And it gets very philosophical very quickly. And like you think about it and you're like, maybe it's because at that time the idea of being gay was considered abhorrent, which is like fucked up on a different level. Where you're like, oh man, I don't know how I feel about this. Like you have to make so many considerations about it. But so far the experience has been like talking to a lot of people, which is like as Mass Effect and RPG fans is our completely our shit. But like because there's not a lot of else to do it around it, like there's not so far I haven't encountered any combat scenarios. I'm not taking cover and firing, popping off, you know, gunshots or bow and arrow shots or anything like that. It's very trimmed down to like talk to a person learn what you can learn, get a sense of who they are, go to speak to someone else, chase a lead, start to formulate an idea of what's going on and maybe like at some point accuse someone and see what happens. But it is that very much like, it feels like a, a incredibly tight, very potent, um, like character-driven, narrative-driven, dank RPG experience without any of the mm -hmm. kind of like trimmings of an RPG experience. So if, imagine if Mass, if it was like Mass Effect, except the only thing you really did was walk around the Normandy constantly talking to everyone, which is sounds like a pretty fine, yeah, good game to me. It. Yeah, which is amazing. Like <laughs> now, just apply that to Skyrim, where it's like you've got one area and you're just constantly trying to talk. Like it feels, it feels like I hope it sticks the landing. From everything I've heard, it's amazing, but um. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, and yeah, so we're going to move. We don't have a new segment this week. We're actually going for a shorter podcast this week because I have, uh, unfortunately, a, a, an appointment to attend to. King Tam must leave. I do. I must. I do. I do need to leave. But obviously, there's a lot of things happening um, in the industry right Whoa. now. There's some. Honestly, like, I don't know. What, what is the one thing that we do want to address? Because. I, I think it probably has to be the ongoing Activision thing along with the Fulbright thing that's currently happening. Um, mm -hmm. We spoke about the Activision thing last week and little has changed. I think the main thing that we want to add yeah. to it right now is like, uh, don't let the news cycle cycle out the, import, the, the issue out of the timeline and out of your mind. Um, just keep it front and center because... It's still happening, and if you need any indication mm -hmm. that it is happening, you only have to look at the Fulbright Steve Gaynor thing, which, to kind of cut a long story short, uh, and cut a kind of horrible story short, is uh, Steve Gaynor, known for Gone Home, Tacoma, um, works at a Fulbright, uh, currently working on, what's the name of the new game? Open, Open Roads. Roads. Open, Open Roads. Roads, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, in some months ago, stepped back from his position uh, in leadership position at Fulbright after it was found that um, there was a culture of microaggression and toxicity towards women that pushed many, many, many of them out, too many of them out of the company and um, made them decide to leave. Um, and uh, yeah, he's now taken a step back from it. But, you know, it's a horrible thing. There's an amazing report done by um, Polygon that you should read, which details it extensively. And the Open Roads team, Fulbright, has put out their own um, statement around it. But needless to say, it's not good. And it continues to be an example, um, evidence of the industry being systemically um abusive towards and uh, towards women and creating cultures that yeah. make it hostile working places for them yeah. um it fucking sucks uh, anything you guys want to say about it 
Uh, I mean, I, I kind of said on Twitter yesterday, but um, I think this just this shines a light on like I think it's so easy to look at like because like the the Activision Blizzard stuff is like some of the most like wild heinous shit, right? It's like you can easily look at that and be like, "God damn, like holy shit, this is like disgusting." Mm. Um, where this is like, you know, they made it clear there was no um sexual abuse or harassment it, it but it i think it can be too easy to look at to to feel like oh it's not this incredibly obvious disgusting thing and therefore it's not as bad or it's not you know like um I, you could feel like oh well i don't have it as bad as those people therefore it's not worth addressing and like i just want to say that's that's nonsense like I think anyone who makes anyone feel like a lesser person for any reason is uh needs to just get kicked out like shouldn't be there you know um so yeah like I I, I sorry I'm kind of rambling but I guess I just want to say is like I I think this is a a a great example of like don't don't look at just the big things like look at the small things as well or the yeah, smaller yeah. things mm -hmm. and like those are those can be just as harmful like you know like you you would think like oh you know microaggressions like ah that doesn't sound so bad it's like no like that shit sucks mm. i have i have i've experienced that kind of stuff before and like that shit like creates a work environment where people don't want to work people don't want to be there it ruins creativity like it's it's unsustainable for like a healthy you know like work culture healthy mental state like it's that shit ain't good and like i'm 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 glad they're they're uh you know he stepped down i i don't I find it very questionable that he's still there at all mm -hmm. in any capacity. Um, I, I don't agree with that uh, personally, but you know, um, I, I hope at least that the team that's currently there um, is, I don't know, at least like, they, I hope they feel better. Like is, yeah. is what all I say. It's like, I, you know, I don't want to speak for them. And, but like, uh, I, I hope that the, they've started to, to heal there and, and, I'm curious if he's going to stick around after uh, the the game is is done because it sounds like um, Annapurna, who's the publisher, is very has very much siloed him away from everyone else, mm. and they're sort of like he's not directly communicating with the team. They're kind of acting as like a mediator. So I wonder if they're sort of like, hey, you're going to help finish write the game, and then you're out. But I don't know. They haven't they haven't said anything. That's yeah. just mm -hmm. speculation on my part. But yeah. Yeah, if you if I encourage everyone to read the report from Nicole Carpenter uh, on Polygon, because when you read it, like, like it, it's one thing to pass uh, by the like tweets and see the headline, but to actually read it is to also understand exactly how hostile work environments affect people's morale and affect people's lives. And this isn't just like two or three women who worked with Gainer throughout the years. This is like a lot of people have come out and said that this is in fact how bad it actually is. And yeah, it's, uh, it's wild to think about. I think, uh, this hurts a lot of people in many different ways. I think, um, like gone home and to maybe to a lesser extent, Tacoma were like important experiences to people. Mm. And it's really odd to think about like how, Gainer was led those games that are 
particularly i mean obviously games are made by several different people uh it just it's it's really it's wild to think about but um yeah it's another thing too there's probably reasons why they put him in a writer role like that unbeknownst to us uh but uh on the outside looking in it's like i don't know if he should be touching any of those any of those games going forward but um internally it's <laughs> the wild part is like open roads put out the statement before the polygon article published yeah. it was wild. that was fucking weird yeah that was fucking weird mm. uh and the the statement was like very like he stepped back from his role hope you still look forward to our game and then everyone's like what are you talking about it was disconcertingly then, vague and, like purposely yeah, yeah. and then an hour later vague. yeah an hour later is like Nicole Carpenter was like, yo, here's the story. And you're like, yo, this shit is fucking bad. Mm. Uh, so uh, I guess I would encourage everyone to like read yeah. a, a, and like fully understand like how how abusive uh, work environments can affect people. And like that this happens more often than you think. And I hate to say that. Uh, I remember Lab Zero not too long ago yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with Mike Z. Uh, and I obviously yeah. Skullgirls and Indivisible was a very important game to me. Uh, and uh, I follow because uh, Mariel uh, Kinugo Cartwright, who also wor- works with Mega64, like I followed her work for a long time. It's like, oh, she works on Skullgirls. She works on Indivisible. Um, so that's how I follow uh, Lab Zero. And then I was like, oh, Lab Zero is like one of these cool like indie developers that make cool games. And it's like, yo, the guy at, to- at the top, though, is a piece of shit. Uh, and then the, the rest of the workers are like, yeah, fuck this. We're out. We're starting our own studio. Uh, so, like, I know that Activision Blizzard is like a triple A corporate environment, but any work environment is susceptible to yeah. abusive power structures. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Educate yourself. Like, that's the thing. Because not only Lab Zero last year, we had a scavenger studio that's working mm-hmm. on yeah, Season. That, yeah. That game yeah. with the uh, black girl riding the bike. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. This, I'm all about it. And then Game Industry Biz came out with the report. I'm like, oh, just shitty white guy at the top. Like, mm-hmm. um, And it's educate yourself. Try to stay informed. It's obviously one of those things that sometimes these things are just in a whispered group. So you don't know the details until you're within the group when the story eventually comes out um but just try to stay apprised of all the situations try to notice the patterns um that people are talking about so that when you notice them god forbid in your own workplace you can try to stomp them out uh immediately uh but yeah be vigilant uh especially if you're a cisgender dude because we carry a shit ton of agency in our workspace so Mm -hmm. we we got to step up and be the change that we hope to see yeah agreed well said all right well ordinarily we would have our listener questions segment but because this is a speed run episode of the GameSpot after the podcast once again i apologize this is all because of me i i um i'm bad at managing my calendar today and now i must leave um no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna skip the uh uh the listener questions portion of this again i believe but we will have a we'll have it maybe we should just do an all listener questions episode soon that could be a good thing to do 
So if you if you wanna if you wanna give us some ammo for that, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or hit up either myself or Lucy on Twitter and let us know you want to join the Discord where there is a specific section devoted to submitting questions, and you can do that then. And then maybe one day soon, hopefully, we'll do an all listener questions. If not, we'll just pepper them in throughout the next few episodes. In the meantime, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm at Tomor H. Um, Jean-Luc, where can people find you? you can find me at Jean-Luc Seppi. Jordan, where you at, bro? You can find me at J.M. Ramey. Michael, tell them about you and all your bullshit. You can, you can find <laughs> me and all my bullshit at Michael P. Hi, I'm on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm getting a camera stuck down my throat tomorrow. Or uh, the Jesus. time that you're I mean, listening to this. Into. I'm deep throating a camera. <laughs> oh. My doctor said I have to do oh, it. Oh, your doctor so. said. I thought this was another one. Oh, no, it's fine. I, thought, I, thought, yeah. I forgot you told us <laughs> no. to mention that on air. Cool. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> that was an important detail to all of this. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.